right, another one. This is a free call from client at the Moose Lake Secure Treatment Facility. To accept this free call, press zero. To refuse this free call, calls are subject to monitoring and may be recorded. Your call will now be connected. Thank you for using GTL. Good evening. Good evening, Steve. How are you? Okay, that's all good. Spell your last name for me, though, brother. Uh, it's, it's okay. Very cool. Well, the floor is yours. Share what's on your heart. Say hello to anyone you want, and uh, the floor is yours, man. All right. So basically, that I I thank both my godparents, uh, Philip and Rose Venowitz, for everything that they've done for. So here's my story. I got hello. My name is Stephen. John Michael Kajun. I have a 43-year-old client currently at the MSOP in Moose Lake, Minnesota. I've been a client at the MSOP since I turned 19 years old in September of 1998. However, I've been institutionalized since I was 14 years old in 1994. I was originally removed from my home for my own protection because I was being sexually abused by my mother. I was adjudicated delinquent as a juvenile at the age of 15 for telling three seven-year-old boys that I was going to show them a way to protect themselves, as I was once taught by my counselor after being abused by my mother's boyfriend when I was six years old. I never had any sexual intent or attraction towards the three boys. While I had been locked up, I had learned that it was not my place to be the one that taught the boys about how to protect themselves. It should have been their parents. Since being in the MSOP, I have lost both my parents. I lost my father May 11th of 2017, and I lost my mother five days after my birthday on September 13th, 2017. I, I believe that due to my institutionalization for 28 years, that it has turned into a life sentence and where I'm too comfortable being here. I don't believe that someone should continue being institutionalized for something they did when they were young or for something that they may do in the future. I really want to be given the chance to lead a productive and not just a lifestyle out in the community. I do not have a lot of support systems out in the community. I understand that if I was to ever abuse anyone ever again, that I would be locked up in prison for the rest of my life. I wish that I could be released to an adult group home and to some outpatient This would give me the chance to start building new support systems and learn the life skills that I need to become more independent. I have one charge of sexual contact while I was a juvenile and do not believe that I need to be locked up for the rest of my life. You okay? Oh, yeah. That is. You made my wife cry. I mean, I'm not mad at I you. Oh, my my wife is here. So, that is just how you took this so seriously and prepared this. Yeah. It it's very it shows your seriousness about 
about all of it. And it also kind of shows your age, like you're at where you're at cognitively right now is not your age. You're like still, you're a 14 year old, but in a grown up body now. And you have one minute remaining. It's heartbreaking. Please, please call back. Thanks, man. Thank you for using GTL. That sucks, man. His own mom. You can share in his book. Okay, this is not what I expected from you. It's sad. Really sad. I know kids that have been through some trauma and they would in this situation and I know their hearts and I know that they wouldn't deserve it. Hello. Calls are subject to monitoring and may be recorded. Your call will now be expected. Thank you for using GTL. Welcome back, Steve. Yes, thank you. Do you have anything else that you've prepared or do you want us to t talk to you now uh, it's, it's, it's just like 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 i said in my story it's just it's real difficult i've been institutionalized since i was 14 uh for something i did when i was i was originally civil i was originally civilly committed because according to i did not complete a sex offender specific program as a juvenile so i still posed the risk to reoffend. So I have been in the MSOP since my 19th birthday, which was September 8th of 98. I'm 43 years old now and have seen, and have seen a number of other juvenile-only offenders that have either similar cases to, to myself or even worse cases than myself that are now on provisional or even full discharge. So it's like, okay, you have other juvenile offenders that are still currently here in MSOP. Like, where is our chance? And you turn around, it seems like we turn around trying to send out cries for help, or we go to SRP and CAP, we turn around trying to express ourselves, but it seems like it's never good enough. Our state of Minnesota is so corrupted, and you get to make the decision on who can go and who can't go. And it, it, it's, it's pathetic. It, it, it's, it's time for our stories to be heard. And I, I, I thank you guys for listening to my story. Basically, right now, since both my parents have passed, my maternal family has pretty much gone their own separate ways. So all I have left is my godparents, which was well, my godfather. He was originally appointed my guardian ad litem as a juvenile. And him and his wife have chosen to remain in, in my life. They're getting close to their nineties, so they ain't gonna be they ain't gonna be around much longer. So I ain't gonna have no I ain't gonna have no outside support pretty much whatsoever. And as most people that know the legal standards and everything, that's one of the main things that SRP and CAP looks for on releasing people is whether or not they have any outside support. So, Steve, I want to make. Yeah. 
I want to make this promise to you. Well, I mean, other than keeping you in my prayers, you know, I, I get to meet a few, you know, I've, I've talked to several of you guys and there's, you know, been a few that just hit me right in the heart that I yeah. use as fuel to keep fighting on. Be like, I'm, I can only do so much, but like we're, we're fighting, but there's a lot of other people fighting. There's new people coming into the movement to fight for you guys. And I just want you to know that yeah. you can call me anytime. Like I will be a friend to you. You just need to vent. Yeah, like we're here for you, man. And uh, we need to find a create an adult foster care <laughs> system. But we're gonna like, adopt you, dude. <laughs> and we'll find some volunteers that will adopt your friends too. We, but no, seriously, I mean that. You've got my phone number now. Use it, and and don't and please don't give up hope. We're not gonna give up hope. We're gonna keep fighting. We're gonna do our part. You keep doing your part. And like, I, I really believe something good is going to happen in this situation, not just with you, but some of the other people that shouldn't be there. I believe that those doors yeah. are going to break open. But man, I'm so, I, I'm just, I'm honored yeah. to meet you, Steve. I really am. God bless you. You too, man. Bye. I'm serious. A, a foster group mm -hmm. of people that are empathetic, that know how to help people like this. It's like teachers that work with kids with special needs because of their passion and they know they can help. We need to develop an organization like that for these guys, families, so that if somebody doesn't have support anymore, there's a source to look to. I like him too. It's weird. I would be I would make a horrible counselor. So you adopt everyone? Well, yeah, because I wouldn't be able to keep I don't know what it's called. I call I just call it the iron wall, but stonewalling. That's yeah, is that actually a psychiatrist thing? Yes. I don't even know. <laughs> not giving any emotion it might be not talking to the person too i'm not sure hey on a side note i don't get paid by the, these people but this is literally i know i went to their website today because i was like i wonder if they have an affiliate program or something because i this great prime drink Okay, so do you remember Kool-Aid and how awesome Kool-Aid was? Like on a hot summer day, there would be fresh, cold Kool-Aid. And my grape was my flavor. I never liked fruit punch. I like grape. And that, obviously, it's horrible for you. It's like the worst yeah. thing. And so then mom goes, well, sugar's, you know, going to make you a crackhead. So we're going to get a crystal light now. And then you get used to the mm -hmm. aspartame taste. No one's calling. Mm -hmm. uh, you get used to the aspartame, but then you're like, well, it saves on calories and it's not going to make me fat. So then you just get used to the diet stuff. Okay. So then you can go buy regular grape juice. But grape juice, that's just more sugar, right? This has been the one drink that I've tasted that is great. That is as good as grape soda. What is it? Welch's grape soda? No, that's no well, that's the grape juice. juice. What's the grape soda that's really popular? Fanta? 
Fanta no, that's no. Do they have no Fanta has a grape too? But anyway, my point is this: this grape drink stands on its own as the best grape drink of all time, all time, better than Kool Aid. And it just so happens to be good for you. Well, can I can I try it? Well, no, it's it's, it's water just now. water now. <laughs> well, I guess I. My mom was woke back then, I think. I think she knew about the dye in it. So I didn't get mm. But I did get crystal light. There's no dyes in this. There's nothing bad in this. In the cola drink, I have this one today. This tastes like Coca-Cola that's not carbonated, but it tastes good. Mm. Hmm. It does. Yeah. Well, I like Diet Coke, so maybe yeah. I'm trying that. All right. Well, we'll have another one calling here in a bit.